0: Welcome to the Power of You podcast. I am your host, Shanita Rousey, author and founder of the Power of You movement. Power is defined as the ability to do or act. My goal is to empower you to be more and do more, fully operating in who God has called you to be, living from the inside out, embracing your power and owning your power to live a more purposeful life. In today's episode, I'll be having a boss conversation with my special guest, Carla R. Cannon. I am super excited to have my very first guest on the Power of You podcast. You are definitely in for a treat. She's an amazing woman of God. And most importantly, she's a woman, right? Right after God's own heart. And she's really uh, just in tune with the people. And so I'm really excited to have her on my platform. Carla Arcannon, the trailblazer. She is a multi-best-selling author. She's a publisher. She's an activation coach. She is so down to earth. She's real. She's raw, and she's definitely relevant. She's helping people from the pulpit to the marketplace. Please help me welcome Miss Carla Cannon. Hey,
1: Queen. Hey, how's it going, Shanita? Thank you so much for having me.
0: You are welcome. Thank you for being here. You are truly an inspiration to me and to many women in the kingdom, whether they want to admit it or not, right? (laughs) So (laughs) I am grateful for this opportunity to really um, just allow God to move in our lives in the places where we are. So
1: thank you again for being here. Absolutely, my pleasure. Thank you so much for doing this. I love your podcast. As soon as you told me you had one, I started listening to all of them, and I was like, "Yo, this is really good." And I've been sharing it, so hopefully, you've gotten some new followers tuning into the power of you. So I'm proud of you as well. Absolutely, I
0: appreciate. It. Thank you for the love from far, right? Because I know you're in North Carolina, and I'm in Wisconsin, but we are definitely, <laughs> definitely connected. So, absolutely, probably. I know that I did a remix on your bio. Right? But I want you to tell the people
1: who is Carla Arcana. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And when I think about this question, you know, I think that we have to be careful not to give out this long laundry list of all of our accolades and the things that we do. When someone asks, who are you? Like, I had to really think about it because immediately I'm thinking, that's an author, da 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 And I was like, no, I'm a woman of faith. I'm right. a mother. And I enjoy nothing more than seeing other people win, seeing other people operate in purpose, you know, learning how to transform that pain into power, that power into passion, that passion into purpose, and then that purpose into profit. So that's who I am. I'm a pusher an activator that's like me before I started doing all the other stuff I'm an encourager I just love to see people happy and to see people win and I'm a Jesus girl so I'm all things God I'm like listen I got a scripture for that God help you (laughs) by yourself you know the word is still you know it's never changing and so that's the encourager part of me but just simply put I'm a woman just and I always tell people I'm just like you You know, when I teach messages, I always start with, hey, we the same. There's nothing different from us. The only difference are our experiences, perhaps our mindset. But that doesn't mean that we can't get on the same page if we don't happen to be. So that's who I am, man. Woman of faith, love God. I'm a mother of an amazing daughter and an encourager. That's me. Absolutely. I love that answer because you're absolutely right.
0: When it comes to answering that question, we often want to put up our titles, you know, all the things we've done. But we forget that we're human and we're woman first and that comes with a whole lot of things um and i think we often forget you know who that woman is we forget what she likes you know we forget you know how to make her happy and i think because because we get so caught up in titles and accomplishments Mm -hmm. and the progress of things that we uh fail to be who we are for real and so Yeah, and our worth
1: and value is not is not shouldn't be found in those things. Our worth and value should be found in who we are in Christ. Because I remember being caught up, and I hope I can share this. I was caught up one time, like oh, eleven best selling books, you know, uh, uh uh And Holy Spirit was like, okay, so what happens when your next book doesn't do as great as the last book? Then right. what? Do you no longer feel? What if it doesn't become a bestseller? Is it no longer a great book? So it's like we have to be careful. You know, looking for that outer affirmation when God is there to say, listen, whether it becomes a bestseller or not, you got to know this is a great body of work because it's your experience. Mm -hmm. And then apart from that, if you can never write again, Kylo, if you can never speak again, you got to know that your work and your value, your worth and value is not found in what you do. It's really found in who you are while you do what you do. And that's what the transformational journey, Shanita, really is all about, Mm -hmm. I believe so many people all over social media and we want to mimic these people but we're, sometimes we're mimicking a fraud, you know like people have gotten so caught up, some people not everybody have gotten so and we we know it when we see it, especially those of us who have really done the work, right, and we really peeled off the layers of hurt and just dealt with our true issues you know when someone is masking you just know especially if that was what you once did and so I think it's so important that we know our worth and our value that's something that I take my students through before we get into all the other stuff you think about it you took my life coaching certification training and I don't just start out training I start out with why what's Mm -hmm. your why why do you want to do this because everything can't be about money And what do you bring to the table? And if you remember that training, we talked a lot about your own personal story, your own personal experience, because that's who you are. And we got to bring all of who we are into what we do if we want to be impactful and not, like you said, not lose ourselves in the process.
0: Absolutely. I definitely love that. And I definitely can be found guilty in that whole validation thing, right? Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. sometimes you get to that place where you're, you know, if I don't do these things, then no one will be pleased or I'm not, you know, accepted and all of those different things because that for me, it started in my childhood. And so if I can go back to look at it and think about how many times I was trying to look for that our love or acceptance or validation. I definitely wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. And so Mm -hmm. us as women, we really have to make sure that we stay tuned into the core of who we are, into the source of where it comes from, and not allowing what other people say or do to cause us to really stop, to quit, to not do it. Because that's another thing, too, in regards to if we want to go into that, tap into the purpose of that. A lot of times we, we don't do because other people have not validated the idea. Right. Uh-huh. And sometimes uh-huh. we allow, you know, God's word is not enough. And so we're always looking for this outward source of stuff. But that's a whole nother conversation for another day. But it definitely just made me think about that in my journey, because it's so easy to get caught up in. And you have to really constantly remind yourself of that woman. That's why I love, you know, my family around me to keep me humble. Right. We, you know, uh-huh. that humble space to say, hey, no, you
1: ain't bestselling author over here like you should need it.
0: And you're right. Sister. And we need, that. We
1: need <laughs> Absolutely. that. But and I know you didn't intend to go there, but I believe that's exactly where God wants us to go. I always feel that when conversations are led with genuine uh, you know, conversations and you just flow because you tapped into something and I really believe that that's where a lot of people are we get so caught, this whole quarantine all this stuff that's happening with COVID-19 I really believe that it's God ordained, I'm not saying God caused it, but I believe that we can find God in the midst of it, that's how I train my mind, to find God in the midst of everything because you have so many people, and I've been guilty, that got Mm -hmm. so caught up in doing, doing doing, 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 Mm -hmm. rather than being, right Mm -hmm. now we're forced to be like you got mm-hmm. husband and wives that are home together that ain't been home together in a long time. And the truth, the rubber going to hit the road to find out, do you still even <laughs> like this person? Right. Do you know this person, you know what I'm saying? And this That's is true. something that God has actually taught me on my journey. We're all, you know, as Michelle Obama says in her memoir, we're all in the process of becoming, mm-hmm. but we have to understand, and I talk about this in my book, Beloved, is that You know, we have to heal that little girl within. It's okay to want to write a book. It's okay to want to start a podcast. It's okay to want to start a business. But you got to do your necessary work so that you'll have an effective message for that book, for that business, for that podcast. And so when you mention things as far as your childhood, I believe those lessons... The, the pros of wisdom that you gain from those experiences is why the your your podcast is so powerful. So I believe that we as women have to be patient with ourselves on our journey. We have to be like right now, nobody's getting their hair done. All hairstylists are shut down unless one lives in your house. Uh, you, oh, gotta embrace that you, gotta, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you just have to embrace. And I love it because I'm like, this is authentically who we are. Yes. This is us and we have to embrace that we don't need like i mean ladies be you know pre-makeup pre-weave pre all of that other stuff we have to be able to look in the mirror and say you're amazing not hold on let me get my MAC concealer. oh hold on let me get my makeup brush but really take all of, take that off and start with the external so then we can go inside and do the work mm-hmm. that really needs to be done because that's what i'm about all that stuff that you mentioned about me is good but i'm really about helping women do their work so when people come they want to write a book or they want to start a business that's what gets them to me that's the vehicle god uses but in the midst of the sessions i see hey you lack confidence here hey we gotta we gotta get this self-esteem up here or hey i notice you have this mindset where does that come from and you see women in their 40s 50s are about to enter into their 60s, breaking down, crying from childhood traumas. You yes, see
0: what I'm yes. saying? And mm-hmm. that's
1: what makes our work worth it. Because imagine if you didn't go through what you went through, if I didn't go through what I went through, Absolutely. then and I didn't do my work and you didn't do your work, would we really be effective? It would be cute. But would it mm-hmm. be effective? Would God exactly. have on it? Would his anointing really be in the midst of it to break the chains and yoke of bondage? And in essence... That's what we're called to do—to bring people to freedom, whether it's Absolutely. financial freedom, whether it's in their business, relationships, their identity—and so I believe you tapped into something. I think that's good. That that we could talk about that all day. <laughs> right. I'm, I so agree. You know, and during this whole
0: time, you know, my thing with you know with this pandemic of and telling people, I was like, you have to sit down and allow God to show you what He's trying to show you, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're getting so caught up in different things, but you know, you're going to buy food, but it's like if the world is really about to end, what is that food really going to do for you? Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing on the inside? You know, and you talked about the relationships we're in. You know, do we really like these people? Do we really like ourselves? Because some people mm-hmm. stand to be in the hospital themselves. They're just going crazy. And I'm like, would well, just sit down, read a book, write something down, do something. And it is so interesting <laughs> how, how people are really uh, losing it in a time where it can be a, really a place of preparation To really help them to become better after this. And that is my whole hope is God, you know, whatever you're doing in this season, I need you to help me to prepare for my next, right? You know, everything that you're giving me, everything that you're telling me, you know, far as the hair and everything else, He's teaching us again how to be resourceful. You have everything what you need within you, around you. You just gotta tap into it. And so sometimes we forget that on our journey of doing this and doing that and being busy and You know, all of these obligations that really don't really equate to a whole bunch if we really think about it, right?
1: And so I love that you tapped into that. Thank you. And I agree. I think it's time that we become comfortable with our own company. Mm -hmm. It's time. And I used to be one of those people where I felt like, I had to have people around me, whether they made me good or not. It was like somebody's Mm -hmm. there. And then God started stripping everybody away. And for me, my relationship with God came from being, you know, at home. I I wish I could say, oh, this happened at such and such church. And I was on the altar. But most of the, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? Most of the, um experiences, if you will, the encounters that I had with God was like me and him. And I really believe that's what he wants to do. He wants to pour out his spirit amongst people, but we have become so busy. And I believe mm-hmm. if we take this time and this opportunity to reset, to realign and to refocus and really mm-hmm. hone in on what those words mean, to reset, to refocus. Reset means to get back in its original state. That means spiritually, yeah personally, financially, you know, emotionally, um, relationally. Like, I know people that are saving money now that ain't never been able to save money before because they can't go there. And I'm like, (laughs) that's a blessing. So we want to just, I believe this is preparing us. To me, I feel like, man, I don't been to the bottom. I do have been to the lowest of the low. I faced homelessness eight years over eight years ago. So it's like, I feel like, yo, me and God can get through anything. So right. I didn't panic. I was already running an online business. And actually mm-hmm. my business has even gone to another level since this pandemic. And that's what I'm telling people. When we are the kingdom, when we yeah. are when we embrace our identity in Christ and we understand who we are, you don't have to embrace what Trump is telling you. You don't have to disrespect him because he is the president and he's a leader, and we got to show respect to authority. However, right. you don't have to allow the news to ignite fear. I tell people listen, if, if you're so overwhelmed and you got all this anxiety and depression is coming upon you heavily, turn your TV off, turn your worship music on. Absolutely. Now is the time to look in the book, the book meaning the Bible, because that's where the answers are. Now is the mm-hmm. time to write the book already. Now, all these things, ladies, that you've been saying you want to do, you wish you had time to do it, don't have time, now you have that time, but you're still not doing it. So the question is, are you really passionate about doing it anyway, or was that just an excuse? I know that's tough, that's a hard coaching moment, but in order for us to conquer something, we must first be able to confront that Houston, we have a problem. And so, being able to get clear, get centered, and just take away all the things that we're doing and say, who am I really? And then you put that into your body of work. A lot of times we do it the opposite way, because as Shanita mentioned earlier, we want to be accepted. We want to be known for something. I, I mean, I, I I, follow celebrities on Instagram. And I'll be like, yo, that being known stuff is no joke. You have no. kids. People <laughs> want to tell you what they think about your kids. How do They feel like you should raise your kids. They want to tell you about your hair color. They want to tell you they don't like your outfit. I was like... Okay, Jesus. Like I want to reach the masses, (laughs) but then I begin to rethink that thing. Like there's along with success, and you know, I don't want to use the word fame, but notoriety or expansion Mm -hmm. or um, yeah, like you know what I'm saying, expansion and enlarged territories. Let's use kingdom language, right? Right. there's another side to that. And I was like, God, don't give me nothing I ain't ready for. I do want to help as many mm. women as possible, but not if it's going to cause me to lose my mind, you know, <laughs> not that this yeah. going to distract me from keeping the main thing, the main thing. So, yeah. Absolutely.
0: And that's, and that's maturity speaking. You know what I mean? Because sometimes mm-hmm. we can get so caught up in, oh, I want to be, I want to have, I want to do, and we're not ready for it. And one of the things mm-hmm. I always say is that, God, you have promised me some things, but one thing I don't want to do, is to rush that promise to come into my life and then I have it and then it's gone because I didn't have enough character. I didn't have enough things within me to be able to keep the promise. And so sometimes we think we're ready for some things, but we're really not. And so we have to really be mature enough and just really know that where we are really, just knowing where you are is very important in the season. And Carla, I know you've been in business for some time and I know there's some people who work and they have a nine to fives and then they have their business, which they consider their side hustle. And Mm -hmm. even sometimes with that whole mentality of side hustle, we can get so comfortable and just use it to pay a bill rather than really using it to grow and to scale to make it the full time. So how important is focus and commitment when it comes to business?
1: I really believe focus and commitment is so important because it goes back to something that you just mentioned when you talked about, you know, not being able to abort the process. And I often say we have the promises of God and then we have the manifestation. But what lies in between is the process. So, yes, I've been an entrepreneur now going on 10 years. Uh, six years full time. However, my process was me working in medical facilities. I used to work two jobs, eight to five on one ship. And then I would work at a clothing store or a jewelry stand from like six to nine, you know, six to nine ten o'clock at night. So I know what that's like. So focus, what did you say? What was the two words you said? Focus, the and, focus and commitment. Focus and commitment is so important because as Joyce Meyer says, right, she says it like this, where the mind goes, the man or the woman will follow. So whatsoever you focus on and set your intention, that's what's going to manifest in your life. That that also goes to self-talk, what you tell yourself, whether it's positive, whether it's negative. The law of attraction tells us that whatsoever we put out, that's what we're going to attract. And so for me, on my entrepreneurial journey uh, in 2014, I wrote down on a piece of construction paper, just, it was, and I remember the date, it was May 6, 2014. I'll never forget it because that was the time where I was like enough was enough even though um, I didn't fire my boss until later that year I had been working my I had been building my business for four years while working by nine to five. And every day I was beginning to hate it. I was starting to hate the people I was working with, the clients <laughs> that was calling. That's how I tell people, that's how you know your time about up when you starting to hate everybody. It's not just your boss. <laughs> like you just can't stand nobody. You don't want to do this no more. And that's your purpose calling you. And so the job that nine to five could have been preparation, could have been process. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. so we don't want to uh, um leave prematurely, because I've seen a lot of that happen. So May 6, 2014, Shanita, I write on a piece of construction, uh, and I still have that piece of paper to this day. I keep it. I even use it in some of my workshops and trainings on business when I do my Fire Your Boss training. And Mm -hmm. I put something to the magnitude of this year, I'm coming off of my job. I dated it, May six, two 2014. This year, I'm coming off my job. I will be a full-time entrepreneur. So I had gotten serious about it. I tell people, you're not serious until you write it down. I wrote mm-hmm. it down. I put it up in view every day and declared it aloud every single day. I Fast forward, that's May, October 2014. So just five months later, I attended a conference, but I had an intention I said, God, I need, we're talking about focus and commitment, right? I was like, God, Mm -hmm. I need to know if it's time to leave my job. I need to know, I need to know, I need to know. And I went to this conference and got the answer I was seeking. I returned home and I put in my two weeks notice and I have not looked back. The average business, they say within five years will fail. I'm on year six full time, year nine collectively. My point is when you set your focus and intention on on something, you got to believe that you and God can make it happen. That whatever people you need, whatever resources you need, you got to start where you are with what you have and you got to trust that you have what it takes to manifest whatever that vision is. And everything I do is all about other people. And I really believe that's why it flourishes because it's not about me. And then it requires commitment and we can add a whole bunch of other stuff, commitment, dedication, dedication. Right discipline all of those things like working from home is no joke or running your own business so for example you have people now who are forced to work from home I got clients who work a 9 to 5 and they are so used to going to work uh, and now you got to work from home and it's a huge adjustment for me my day-to-day just kept being the same because I have a right. online business where I work from home however The difference is, we're talking about commitment now, and focus. The difference is, when I first quit my job in October, I wish I could tell people, oh, was the most amazing thing? This was awesome. Yo, I was scared to death, okay? Mm -hmm. I left my job with $250 in the bank. I wish I had a story that says, yes, I had six months worth of expenses, saved, all of that. My entire journey has been a faith walk. All it has been is God saying, will you trust me? Will you trust me? Now, do I encourage other people to do that absolutely not now I know better I know that my journey for me it was something personal God wanted to right. teach me, and so now I teach others how to prepare to come off their jobs. You know, because your faith just because mine was a faith walk don't mean yours don't mean hey. What Colin Kennedy said? Don't talk about <laughs> that misquoting me. So my Colin Kennedy said, "Yes, I got two hundred fifty thousand in the bank. I'm leaving. I'm out this place now." Nah, <laughs> before I left my job, see, I just had poor money management skills, but I was already making three times what my in my business. While I worked my nine-to-five, I was making three times in my business what my job was paying me, but I couldn't see it because I was dishing out money all over the place, right? Mm, yeah. So to bring it on in, um, whenever you, you 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 make a commitment and you say, this is what I want, now your daily routine that goes to focus, your activities, everything that you do from who you Hang out with who you surround yourself with, the books you read, what you watch on television, how you map out your calendar—all of that has to be geared toward that one main goal. Tyler Perry says it like this: He says, "If you go after more than one rabbit, if you chase more than one rabbit, you'll you you you'll, you'll capture neither." And I talk about that in my book, The Entrepreneur Blueprint. And what happens is we have all of these ideas. This is what I see. We're talking about a pandemic. This is an epidemic that I see amongst a lot of people Mm -hmm. who desire to leave their jobs, Shanita. And I know this is a long answer, but I'm trying to walk through our response. And so thank you. And so we have all of these ideas and we want to do a thousand things. We want to cook, we want to write books. (laughs) And I believe in being multifaceted. But when you're starting out, Get one main focus. What's that one thing you're good at? And put that out there. Be consistent. You know, for example, Shanita, let's talk about you and I, right? Absolutely. Uh, You've been following me, you said, since 2016. You attended Mm -hmm. some workshops here and there. But you didn't make a big investment until 2020, right? Right. With life coaching certification training. But, guys, what led to that? Why does Shanita feel that she could trust, you know, she's investing in herself but that number, that figure wasn't cheap. Why did she trust the Carla Cannon brand to do that? She has. Well, she need to let you answer that. That would be good. Absolutely. Right? Focus and commitment. <laughs> Absolutely. So for me, Carla has been very,
0: very consistent. And this is this is just social media. You can just start off with social media. She was very mm-hmm. consistent. She was always. Delivering something, some form of content. She was offering her services, but she was always consistent. And I, it was one of the things I admired because sometimes when God gives us a plan or a strategy to do something in terms of, you know, go live, encourage people, do this training, do that training, sometimes we can start off, but then based on how we feel, based on what's going on, we're like, no, I'm not going to do it. But she was always consistent and she was always there. And another thing I noticed about Carla is that she was evolving. It wasn't the same level because sometimes you can watch people from afar and even close up sometimes, and they still have not moved. They have not advanced. Their focus is like she said, all over the place. And it's like she said, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's the simple fact of at the end of the issue, you go back to your core message, you know, what you're really offering. And she was always consistent. And that's why I admire about her. And that's the reason why I asked this question because she is definitely <laughs> the one to answer it because I, I was just like, Oh my God, how can you be that consistent? Like it's you know, I just think about something like you have a good effort, you can try really, really hard. But sometimes it'd be like, Girl, the snooze button got me, right? But she was up early, you know, and it was she was up pouring to, to the people and uh and I believe that is a one of the things that led to her success, being consistent and keep showing up because you know, if the enemy is fighting you to not show up, there's a reason why you need to show up. And she was she did that very very well for many years, like nonstop. And then, let me tell you this, she has more than one platform. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs>
0: so we're not just talking about Carla Arcana, right? We're talking about now successfully single. We're talking about woman standard network. And so she's consistent on all these platforms. So I loved it about it. And I admired her. I was like, well I got to be like her one day? Like one day I need to get my whole life. to be consistent all the way around. Even though she's
1: like, I'd be like, no. <laughs> but, it's, but in the midst of all of that, life was happening. One of the questions I get asked the absolute most is, how do you keep going? Carla, how the heck do you do it? How do you do it? I'm talking about all over the world. That is the question that people ask me the most. How do you keep going? How do you keep going? And I tell them, I said, because the work that I do, it doesn't feel like work. That's my outlet. If I'm talking about healing, if I, I put my experience into it, I put everything, what well, I'm getting teary-eyed because that's how serious my work is to me. When I wrote Beloved, experiencing God as Abba in a fatherless generation, man, I had just went through, like, a severe healing journey. God snatched me off, of, you know, or well, minimized, had me minimize my, my presence online in 2017. He was like, you need to get healed. You're not going to be bleeding all over the people. I'm talking about, guys, I had some crazy things happening in my life at that time. And you know, I talk about that a lot too, Shanita, that the most mm-hmm. gifted, those of us that are the most gifted, the most influential, we have the most drama, the most baggage, the most, right. we need God, the most, you see what I'm saying? Because that's what well, that's why we should be humble. Because it's like, yo, it's not my gifts. This is really God's God breathing on my gifts that's allowing me to have this impact. But how I keep going is, I would, like, for example, if I was going through something like that, I would do a whole training series on it. Like, I'm ministering to me as I minister to them. Or if I read a book or did something privately and it really worked in a season and I found myself in that season again, instead of me just reading that book, because you know we got women of standard book club, right? Instead of me just reading that book privately, I would go live and do a whole series of, hey guys, we're going to be here every day, every Monday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and we're discussing this book. People had no idea I was preaching to myself to bring myself through a season. And as I imparted it to the people, I was being refilled. So life is going to always happen, but I'm very, very intentional about, listen, now, now, now let, me, let me be clear, let me be human. Do I get off track sometimes? absolutely. Absolutely. Do I always feel like doing certain things? Absolutely not. But my purpose is bigger than a feeling. My assignment right. is bigger than a feeling. You know, I'm a Bible girl. I'm a kingdom girl. So I understand that Colossians 3 and 23 tells us what? That all that we do, we do it as unto the Lord. So what did you do? Like, yo, I'm too tired to get up and heal you today. Nah, I'm right. trying uh, So <laughs> that's how I see it. You know, I don't see people as numbers on my social media, but I see them as people. And anytime God puts something in my spirit or my heart, whether it's the write-up book on business, whether it's the whole life training coaching institute, whatever it is, I'm like, it's because somebody needs it. And I now understand he talked about spiritual maturity earlier in process. I've been, I've been on this thing long enough to know anytime you're going to launch something new, there's going to be opposition. You can choose to be practical. You can choose to be spiritual, but both are going to be a requirement. Either way, right. whether you faith is your thing or not your thing, you're going to need it. Um Whether you choose to be practical in your endeavors, then that's fine too, because we need the supernatural and the natural, right? right? And so for me, that's what's always kept me going. Was my was that I did not call myself. So therefore, the fact that I didn't call myself. I'm a woman in authority, but I'm also a woman under authority. And my highest is Holy Spirit. My highest is my relationship with God that says, listen, you need to do this for these people. That's what you told them. So integrity to me is so important. And we talked about that. I think you mentioned that earlier about Mm -hmm. being integral and intentional and operating excellence. Those things are important because if I go out here and I'm telling people, hey, I can help you write your book in seven days, but I haven't done it. I'm a fraud. But that's a process that I've done (laughs) and I still do and I teach and I've helped hundreds of people do the same thing. So when you think about turbulence or you think about transitions in life, use those things to your advantage. My healing took place because I wasn't afraid to talk about it. Sometimes it was just me and God. Sometimes my platform was, you know, I would do a, a video on Instagram and I would hit it, and it would every time it would go viral because I it, it wasn't planned because mm-hmm. I was speaking from my heart. I've noticed that the, the videos that I plan to do, you never know the video that the video the, the video that's gonna take off. You have no right. idea. You don't know which one's gonna get more likes. You never know which one's gonna have the most impact. That's why you gotta just be true to who you are. And anytime I would go on. To just say hey if you're currently Finding yourself feeling dot 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 I would flip the script on the enemy I would change yeah. the narrative If I was feeling low, sad, depressed As if I couldn't do this Overwhelmed, whatever, whatever Now also knowing when to pull away So I'm not saying go dive on social media. That's not what I'm saying. That's something that in addition to spending time by myself, spending time in solitude with God, you know, those things were important. But then there were also times that I would flip the script by going live and talking about whatever feeling I was feeling without even saying that's how I was feeling. And it would resonate with so many people and it would encourage me because I was like, yo, I'm not alone. Now I don't necessarily have to do that. Because I Mm -hmm. know I'm not alone. I know that whatever I'm faced with, somebody else is dealing with something, uh, you know, uh, 10,000 other people are dealing with the same thing. And I think in this journey, when we talk about entrepreneurship and we talk about focus and uh, consistency and all of those things and how to, you know, persevere in the midst of turbulence, use that turbulence just like the eagle does. Use that storm to lift you higher, change your perspective change your mindset use it don't come out of that battle empty and that's my mindset is that whatever happens i'm gonna come out okay i'm gonna come out this quarantine with book number 12. oh i'm gonna come out this quarantine you know with this work i'm gonna come out of quarantine you know i tell people write the vision the business plan let's get it done and so that's my take on that i love it if you guys are not encouraged or
0: inspired uh, or just thinking of something you can do after hearing Carla Arcana. I don't know what's wrong with you uh, because <laughs> she uh, is really inspirational in the fact that she is transparent. And I know sometimes it's difficult sharing your story because you're afraid of being judged or people, you know, saying that you are this or you are that. But one thing for sure is when you tell your story, who cares, right? No, Nobody can tell it like you can. And absolutely after you tell it, what can they say? Right. Because sometimes we get caught up in the whole fact of what people would think instead of how it's really helping you. Because I know for me telling my story, it helped me first. And it just so happened to be in book format. And so I'm excited about just being at a place of receiving and hearing uh, other people's story and getting inspired by it to let them know and let me know. Uh, that I'm able to go on, I'm able to move forward, even after this, even after the thing that I thought I was all alone in, it was actually somebody else who was going through the same thing. And I think if we begin to do more of these conversations in terms of what we're dealing with, we will come out as better people. But so many times I know we can get caught up in um, who they, you know, titles, uh, whose platform they platform you know, what people are going to think of me and what they're going to say. But I think it's very powerful in really sharing your story. So Carla is definitely transparent in all walks of life, and I think it really helps resonate with the people. And so, Carla, I know we both watched the Netflix special Self-Made, which I really loved it. Uh, What stood out to you the
1: most when it came
0: to that series?
1: Yes, to me, I'm going to give the short version. Her resiliency was just, phenomenal it it, that's what stood out to me was that anytime you're called to do something great you're gonna have opposition like think about it she lost a whole team she lost a husband I mean she just and and I and I I also saw a lot of lessons too Um, and one of the most important lessons I saw was don't forfeit your family for your business or your ministry. And we see that happen a lot. Sometimes we can be so focused on making it or being successful or whatever, however we define that, that Mm -hmm. we lose sight of what's really important. We lose sight. You know, there was sometimes, and I could talk about all the good stuff. Um, there was some amazing things. Those who know the story of Madame C.J. Walker. And we don't know how, I don't know how true a lot of it is because sometimes they, yeah. these movies, they put a spin on it. But for mm-hmm. the sake of, uh, what's my girl name? Uh, for the sake of the characters, for that movie self-made, uh, you know, just being careful with your language um, is so important, what you say in that time. Because a lot of times she emasculated her husband. And I know you Absolutely. asked me what were the things I love, but these were some of the lessons that I've learned. Mm-hmm. It's like no, just because you have a dream. And she said my a lot, my me, my, yes. my me, mine, my me, mine. And so, I, you know, I'm I'm moved by her resiliency. That was amazing. But I also learned the most from what she did wrong. See, that's Absolutely. why I love autobiographies, memoirs. Um, because we learn so much from people's mistakes, well, we don't have to duplicate that. We don't have to. I don't have to fall in that same bitch because you just prepared me. This is why sharing our story is so important. So, to me, it was just like I learned a lot from what she did wrong. Um, you know, um, because that was the lesson. It was like, okay, once you get to this level, there was certain times she was too trusting. You know, and we've all oh, I've been there before. Where you just trust people, or well, then the was times when she felt like she had to be the one to do everything but then Mm -hmm. on the flip side again her resiliency is what got her to the level she was at however how do we know she didn't get to that level lonely how do we know she didn't get to that level depressed and so Mm -hmm. my what I took away from that was listen I have to redefine what success means to me success is not a number success is not You know what I'm saying? Uh, Being in this group or connected with that, you know, because she got with Booker T. Washington. Like she was just, you know, with the, she was at the winning table, but. Everything became about her life work to the point where she started having heart problems. Because then you don't mm-hmm. take care of yourself, things yeah. like that. So I took so you know we talked about it. I did. A, we talked about it on social media. But I, for me, I learned the good stuff. Like be resilient, be dedicated. Don't let nobody talk you out of the assignment that God is giving you. Like all of that, I can go through all that stuff. But I learned so much by the things, the small stuff that most people would have overlooked. That's what I learned, like, hey, you don't do that. Because just because you're the person that God gave the vision to, or um, well, technically she, she wasn't because she took somebody else's idea. We don't talk about those kind of things. Right. You know, we don't talk about those kind of things, but there were so many lessons. But I understood to a degree why she did it, but it's like we don't really talk about that. We Absolutely. don't talk about those kind of things. You know what I'm saying? Uh, could it be that some of the things that happened, was the law of attraction. Because even though you was trying to help, this lady didn't want your help, but then you took her stuff, remade it, which originally came from her. Like we don't talk about that part of the story and it's not Mm -hmm. to dishonor, but it's a part of the story. So then I saw something on Instagram that was like, name the other lady as the first millionaire and Madam C.J. Walker was the second millionaire. But because Madam C.J. Walker was more well known, we always say she was the first. You see see how this goes so deep, but does it even matter? Who was the first? Right. You see? But we get caught up in all of those things that really don't matter. At the end of the day, she was a woman. She had a dream. She went for it. And she was human. She made a lot of mistakes, but she also made a lot of money. Right? And then we saw her relationships evolve with her daughter. Like, that's real life. So I was inspired by it. It was so many lessons. So many lessons.
0: I totally agree. And I love when you talked about the different things the lessons that we can learn, because one of the things I know you often say too is I don't want to be a public success in a private failure. And sometimes we can, we cannot live a life of harmony in regards to those things, understanding that we need all of those components to really operate. Right. Cause like you said, why have the success of the public eye and then at home you're miserable, you're unhappy, things are falling apart and you have to make sure that you define that success for you because that way you can prioritize those things of importance. Now, if she would have done done that, I would have, I believe that she would have still reached that level because I know her husband was willing to help her with it. And so in regards to that, I know you mentioned the, the other lady, and I think collaboration would have been so vital in that time too, because I I just think, just imagine if they would have collaborated, how much Mm -hmm. more it could have been. And so for me, uh, I I think collaboration is awesome. I think when you get connected to the right people uh, with the right motive, you can do mighty things.
1: So Carla, what is, um, how important is collaboration to you? I think collaboration is important. You know, um, I view my staff, my team as partners I've collaborated with women. I've uh, released, published two anthologies, one with 17 women, one with seven, where I made quite a few of them authors because they had never written their books before. Um, so collaboration is, can be a beautiful thing, but you have to collaborate with the right people, and collaboration can't be forced. So even when we talk about the story of, we're just talking about the story presented to us of Madam C.J. Walker with, with self made she desired to... You know, partner with this lady, but the lady had no desire. So it's like, if someone does not want to collaborate with you, that does not mean you have to belittle them, speak negatively against them, anything like that. You just go out and you get it done, and sometimes you collaborate with somebody else. And so, and view it as a partnership. I believe that there should be an equal opportunity for both parties. And we, you know, a lot of people now are just very self-indulge all about themselves, becoming famous, but you still have people out there that are interested in collaborating, interested in the higher calls, the bigger picture. Hitting you know, reaching the masses with the message saying, hey, I noticed, you know, for example, you see two women that are in the same lane, right? So mm-hmm. instead of you letting, and we see this primarily in the African-American community, right? We, we both talk about, oh, you and her. Oh, I noticed, you know, I'm you, right? I'm you. And I noticed mm-hmm. somebody else speak on a purpose. So I want to connect with them. But the reality is that some people are going to view you as a threat. Some people right. are not going to want to. Collaborate with you, but what you have to do is redirect that energy into a positive and say they may not want to, but somebody else will. And then on the on the flip side, you have to ask yourself, what is the purpose of this collaboration? Am I doing this collaboration because I'm afraid, really, to come forth and I need validation to come forth with me, or am I coming forth because man, one can chase a thousand, two can put ten thousand to flight? So if the latter is your response. That's beautiful. But we also want to make sure we don't hide behind collaboration because mm. we're afraid of coming forward. So collaboration can be a beautiful thing with the right people, with the right people, and with the right intention, like you said, motives and all of that. And, and I think some people shy away from it because when you get into business, it can be tricky. I know people have gotten into business. They was friends and they're not friends and they're going through all this legal. It's almost like a marriage depending on the, right. level, the level of the collaboration it's like your business partner really becomes like your spouse because whatever issues they have they become your issues and vice versa Debt and all of that depending on if y'all got a loan how it you know it just gets really detailed so I believe collaboration for real is beautiful but for me I always look at both sides of the coin I don't want to sound negative but at the same time you learn from that it's like hey you know, back in the day, they could do handshakes. Well, today, we're going to sign right. out of line, You know what Shake hand after right. the contract. Right. We're going <laughs> to shake hand. Because all this said, this contract just says, if either one of us happen right. to lose our mind tomorrow, this is what we agree. Because that does happen. You yes. know that. But collaboration can be beautiful. For over uh, eight years now, I've collaborated via my annual conference, through my workshops. Most of the time, I've always, well, yeah, I've always had invited a guest. You know, I imparted, they imparted, and our messages uh, complemented one another. And um, so that's what, so, so collaboration can definitely be a beautiful thing.
0: Man, I am so enjoying this conversation Uh, Carla is definitely giving us some nuggets that we can apply in our personal and our professional lives in regards to business. Carla, what is some advice that you would like to give the women that are listening
1: who are in business? Oh, man, there's so much I can say. There's like a thousand things running through my mind. But I would say this. Be true to you. Like That's I can go into like you I gave you a whole lot of other nuggets, right? We talked mm-hmm. about all that other stuff. But in all that you do, be true to you. Don't ever chase money. Don't ever do things for the lack of money. Um, do things because you're passionate about it, serve other people, help other people, and I promise you will become a money magnet. Money will come to you. April is financial literacy month, so get educated. That's my thing. Like, be true to you. And then also get educated. Whatever is your area of interest, your area of specialty, learn all you can about that thing so that you can be the best version of yourself. You don't got to be the best in your industry. So that's that Mm -hmm. competition spirit we talk about. be a lot. But I'm not in competition with anyone. I'm in competition with myself because every day I understand I'm two people, who I am currently and who I've been destined to be. And, each day I'm trying to outgrow who I was yesterday. So be true to who you are and educate yourself in all things. Educate yourself. And that could be non-traditional. That could mean going back to school. That could mean go hiring a coach. That could mean signing up for a workshop, or seminar that's tailored to your area of interest. But be true to you. Don't do things because it's a fad, because it's a trend right now, because, oh, everybody's doing real estate, so I'm going to do real estate. You're not even passionate about it. Like, oh, I'm going to do something (laughs) because I'm good with numbers. Well, just because you was good at something don't mean that's what your purpose to do. You know, we often hear about the story of Elvis Presley, who was the king of rock and roll, but I believe Mm -hmm. it was a family member that came back and was like, yo, Elvis, he did all of this stuff, traveled all over the world, was known across the globe, but privately he felt as if he had never tapped into his purpose. Mm -hmm. As if he really hadn't done, I think I read it in a documentary, that he felt that he never tapped into what he was called to do. So be true to you. Know when you need a break. Know when... You know what I'm saying? If this is your idea or if this is an idea somebody has projected onto you, and take care of yourself in the process. We've seen too many stories where great people pass away from, you know, drug overdoses or suicide. Right. Or, Bobby Williams made the whole world laugh, and he ended right. it by taking his life. So be true to who you are. Only put out what is complimentary to your brand, and you are the brand. Be honest, if anxiety, depression, if that's something you fought through, fight and encourage others, and then when God wants you on the front line, he'll put you there, but don't ask to be on the front line prematurely, because remember, those on the front line get hit first. So you're gonna need some spiritual muscles, you're gonna need, you know, some training on how to persevere, and so just just pace yourself. I got so many, just pace yourself, be true to who you are, educate yourself no matter what don't give up man keep God front and center make sure you got a God vision not your own vision because the only thing he's obligated to fulfill is the vision that he places on the inside of us I so love that I love that
0: because when you mentioned like Robin Williams and all that I I totally agree and I think it's it's the combination of not being yourself and then Mm -hmm. learning how to sit down to refill yourself because sometimes Mm -hmm. we're so on the go and people try to bring it out of you you know, you know if you're an encourager like oh what's the word for today what's this and you constantly pouring out and you never pour back into yourself you get depleted and then you wonder why you when you have when you're at home you have these episodes where you be like I don't feel like I'm fulfilling purpose I don't feel like I'm worth living you know you have all of these different moments because you have allowed people to drain you till you have nothing else to give and so I think it's very important so that's a very helpful formula. Uh, That we all can take part in is to really understand. And when she said educated, she really do mean it because I I thought (laughs) I read a lot of books, but (laughs) no, No, she has like like, man, how many books did she read today? Like, um, but she is definitely uh, an advocate for it, and she's also an example for it. She does not say anything that she has not done or is doing. So I really appreciate about her. And so Carla, I thank you so much for being here and doing this interview please let the people know how they can follow you on any of your platforms website everything
1: thank you so much man this was so much fun you know we could talk about purpose all this stuff anytime so um, my website is carlacannon.com also my social media handles are at Canon. so you guys can join me there whether it's facebook twitter instagram Whichever platform is your preference, I'm up there, motivating, inspiring, getting women unlocked, unleashed, and activated into their per- place of purpose—from the pulpit to the marketplace. So, Shanita, thank you so much. This was amazing. This was so fun, right? And uh, congratulations on your podcast.
0: Thank you, ma'am. And everybody, make sure you listen and tune in. Replay if you have to because I want you to make sure that you get this message to as many people as you can, because I think it's very impactful, especially in the season that we're in. A lot of people don't know what to do. They're discouraged. They want to quit. They want to give up. But this is definitely a conversation to get them back into a place of realignment and to refocus on what's really important and how they can position themselves to win still in 2020, right? So until next time, you guys be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to the Power of You podcast. I am your host, Shanita Rousey, your personal development coach. I want to invite you to a free meet and greet with me on my website, www.shanitarousey.com, where we can have a conversation about your personal development needs and how I can assist you on your journey to becoming a better you. Sign up today for your 15-minute meet and greet with me at my website, com.